Why, father, little Gracie said, where can the birdie be? If I could sing a song like that, I'd sit where folks could see. I hope my little girl will learn a lesson from the bird and try to do what good she can not to be seen or heard. This birdie is content to sit, unnoticed on the way, and sweetly sing his maker's praise from dawn to close of day. So live, my child, all through your life, that it be short or long. Though others may forget your looks, they'll not forget your song. The Lord looks down on girls like you, who grace their father's heart, and sing their way to heaven's home, never more to leave or part. Greetings once again to Prison News. I'm your host. Hey, thanks for stopping by. Boy, this is one. Have you ever wondered what happens when inmates get real old and they die or pass away? Who who handles that hospice? They use a hospice thing now. What if I told you that inmates, killers, cutthroats, thieves, deviates, the worst kind, almost like a press gang, were being somehow or another taking over the role of providing hospice care? Would you believe that? They call them the death squad or executioners. Other inmates call them that. That's what any inmates used to call the volunteers who work at Greaterford State Prison. I think that's in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. In a bleak row of isolation rooms. Jeez. Each one part hospital room, part jail, where inmates with terminal illnesses are placed to die. They then see how the inmates cared for dying men in shifts, undertaking the intimate task of feeding, cleaning, and comforting them. Are you hearing this, folks? In Pennsylvania, 483 state inmates have died since January 2015. That's about 180 deaths in prison each year from 2005 to 2014. And the average was 150 deaths per year. That increase, now I don't believe what everything you hear in this next statement, is a byproduct, but officials say, of the extraordinarily fast-growing elderly population in prison. In 2001, there were only 1,892 geriatric inmates in Pennsylvania. That means ages 55 or older is the classification they use there. Today, that's more than tripled to 6,458. Well, how about the general population? You're already having to double and triple bunk people. So that's, let's just tell it like it is, man. Anyway, caring for this population is extraordinarily expensive. Oh, that we just hit it. It's extraordinarily expensive. Now... Sometimes they say these volunteers have to man these hospice vigils for 24 hours as a crack. And sometimes these guys have to care for two or three inmates at once. I would like to know who signed off on that and where does that medicine go? Do do you think it's possible? I mean, maybe I'm all wet here, folks. One of these inmates could sneak a little bit of those narcotics or those pharmaceuticals. Oh, not much at first, just a little taste or a little just like on the tip of his tongue just to kind of give him a little boost to get through the night or maybe even sell those things and and water down or dilute the inmates' regular dosage? Probably not. I mean, I'm sure the warden would would not allow something like that. Or if if the so-called prison nurse, now remember, you're paying money for prison nurses for this stuff. In theory, you are, but what do you get? Well, there's a thing here where apparently they put 23 beds in the deal. They have one nurse there. And uh, here's a deal statewide memo that all Pennsylvania prisons establish a hospice program, but there was no set format for those programs to follow, said Annette Kolowoski, who runs the hospice program at Laurel Highland State Prison, which contains a skilled nursing facility. Staff at five or six institutions have contacted her for guidance. 
All right. They got the statewide memo. They're contacting for guidance. They say they, they, it's a critical. It's, they critically need this guidance, and these sentences are getting longer and longer and longer. They're being handled down by the judges. And she says that the uh, prisons are continually required to provide this appropriate care. Now, she said, uh, Kowalski said that the Laurel Highlands inmates provide hands-on personal care that would be out of the question, but it's standard at Greaterford. In other words, these guys are working above their pay grade. They have no medical training. Now, I'm looking at a picture of this. It's called the Bob March Hospital in Gatorford Prison. And there's a woman sitting here. I don't know what her name is. She's apparently like the nurse. And, you know, I don't want to use a Dickens Charles Dickens character because she's probably a great lady, but there's that look. You know what I mean? In the back are four inmates, each holding his hand up like a judo chop over his face because they're told to take this picture. The inmates' faces cannot be seen. And you talk about a ragtag-looking bunch of dudes, man. And these guys are wandering around. There's, I'm looking at four different vectors which she can't see in this room. So she's by herself in there with 23 patients, corners that can't be seen, and four of these guys that are there for whatever reason. And that's the best that Pennsylvania can do for handling their obligation to take care of the inmates that you know, are, are sentenced. Anyway, this guy named Bob March, uh, he's another one. He's actually a nurse at the Gatorford's Hospice Care Coordinator. And he's, you know, he all he can say is that there's a mural that has an ocean and a picture of a sunset. You know, you talk, Bob, you're a smart dude. Boy, he's not going to say nothing for this article. Yeah, we got a mural for the inmates to look at.